What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Just Friends. As always, I'm your host, Mitchell Embry, and I hope you guys are ready for a great conversation. I reached out to our guest this week on a whim because I stumbled across her Instagram page and I thought it looked pretty, and she had a bunch of pictures of flowers, and I have interesting friends who are really into flowers, and I thought maybe she'll be fun to talk to. And I was absolutely right. She definitely did not disappoint. Our guest this week is Miss Jessie Smith. So the truth is, is I didn't really know Jessie at all. I remember having one conversation with her in high school, oh, so many years ago. And since then, I haven't really interacted with her at all. But she's a really cool person. And when I reached out to her and asked her to be on the podcast, she said yes. And I think we both kind of had no idea what we were getting ourselves into when we walked into it. But what we ended up having was a fantastic conversation. It was really fun. And I'm excited for you guys to get to listen to it. But first, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate the show, leave a review. And regardless of where you're listening, guys, please subscribe. If you're listening in multiple places, subscribe in all of them. I don't care. And if you know somebody who might like listening to the show, share it. Head over to JustFriendsPodcast.com and look through the list of all the different guests we've had on and try to think of some people who might want to catch up with those individuals or who might love those individuals and just want to listen to them talk for a couple hours and then send them to that website justfriendspod.com where you can subscribe to the show on any of your favorite platforms you can find links to merch of course you can listen to every episode straight from the website and most importantly you can find links to the patreon page patreon.com forward slash mitch makes podcasts where you can become a patron for as little as five dollars a month So Patreon's about to get cooler here soon. I'm introducing a video aspect that's just going to go up on the site behind a paywall. So cool things about that. One, you'll get to see right in the studio. And two, I don't really plan on editing it at all. So you'll get to hear the actual candid conversation start to finish with nothing excluded or any of the other fancy little tricks that I like to do to the audio only version. So once again, that's justfriendspod.com. Subscribe to the show, rate the show, review the show, share the show. And now let's get on with the show. Like I said, I could not be happier with this week's episode. So now without further ado, I'm excited to introduce to you our friend, the lovely Miss Jessie Smith. Like, so how long have you been doing it? I've been doing it for about a year. I started last November. Wow. Yeah, it's come a long way. So what made you do this, though? Just want to chit-chat with your friends? <laughs> that, you nailed it. Yeah. Kind of. So 31 um, and recently married. I'm finally living that, like, double income, no kids life, that dink life. Heck, yeah. And uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, life. yeah, all of a sudden I have all this disposable <laughs> income and kind of a lot of time because at the time I was a teacher, so I also had, like, summers off and stuff uh-huh. like that. And all of my friends are having children, and I never get to Ain't see they. them. And I'm thinking to myself, I need to come up with an excuse to force them to hang out with me. Mm-hmm. And Just Friends was born. Well, and like your friend's life, because they have children, they're so completely different from yours. Like my sister has two children. Um, my other one's trying, and I just can't relate to children. And I'm just kind of like living. And when she's talking about her life, I'm like, oh, my God, my life is not like that at all. And I can just sit there and listen to her stories. Like even her daily routine, it's like. How do you do that every day? Oh, I know. I can't Crazy. imagine. Yeah. My life is mostly mine. <laughs> yeah, I know. So just like, not like I'm self-absorbed, but I'm kind of am. I'm like, children, 
There are oh, a I lot. can't even imagine. Mm-mm. Sarah and I have kind of decided not to have kids. Everybody changes over time, so I'm not shutting down that door completely. Oh, yeah. But right now, I feel like I don't want to have I think that. we're in the exact same boat. Like, I just gotten, well, not just gotten a relationship. I've been dating someone for a little bit over a year. And, like, in the beginning, I was like, hey, like, I don't know how I feel about children. We'll see. Like, opinions change. But I just don't want to, like, give up that, you know, not that I want to be selfish. But I don't, I don't know if I do either. I don't want to like, ruin I'm getting a, a little older, so it's kind of like the pressure of society, like, oh, my God, you got to have kids now. And I'm like, the older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Do you think you feel that more because you're a, a girl? The pressure? I mean, I feel oh, it some from my parents. Oh, freaking lutely. But I don't really pay attention to it much. I don't really pay attention to it either. And my mom, she's like, you do whatever. You're you're weird. You're the black sheep of the family. <laughs> you do whatever. But I remember when I told her, I was like, I don't think I want to have children. She immediately was like, it, it'll change. Your opinion will change. I was like, well, what if it doesn't? Mm-hmm. You know, but as a female, yeah. Like, all the boxes we have to check off, you know? But I'm like, those boxes can go to hell. <laughs> Don't you hate it when your parents say cryptic things like that to you? Like, oh, your mind will change. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes my parents are right. And that makes me so mad. I know. And then, I know, probably in like five years when I'm older, I'm like, all right, mom, you're right. Yeah, well, but it'll be we'll 2025, so you'll be able to. Because we'll live oh, in the future, yeah. pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah, and the technology. You can have a kid when you're 50. <laughs> and it's safe. So my first memory of you, I don't know if you'll... I feel like I know it. Do you know it really? <laughs> I don't know. It is at Aunt Walker's, it's a party in high school, we're in Anthony Walker's house, sitting in his garage. <laughs> and I thought you, and this is embarrassing, I thought you were Sam Ellis' sister, okay. Maddie Ellis. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, we were, yeah, she was a little bit younger than me, I think. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that interaction? I don't remember that, but... Because I remember thinking... Was I drinking, maybe? Well, I was. Okay. <laughs> and I remember feeling like, yeah, I just embarrassed myself pretty bad in that interaction. But did you call me Maddie or something? Yes. Oh, uh, I was... Pr- yeah, I probably didn't make you feel you weren't. embarrassed. You no, weren't. I definitely was not Maddie, no. No. Um, I feel like we did kind of look alike, though, in high school. So what's you? what, what did you think my first memory was going to be? <laughs> well, I, rem- I feel like I remember... Because what grade were you in? You oh, were... 2007. Okay. So I graduated in 10, but I remember going to Starbucks like almost every day. Uh. And I um, feel like I'm a basic white girl for saying that. But you were always on the headset. Yeah, I worked there for a long time. Forever. And then, um, I mean, I feel like I went up there almost every day. It was you. And then I think another guy's name was Bryce. Do you remember oh, Bryce. working with a Bryce? Bryce Mansfield. I love Bryce. I stay yeah. with Bryce oh, regularly. So it would be to the point I'd pull in the drive through and he would know my little squeaky voice and mm. he'd be like, all right, I got your order. Come on mm. up. But yeah. He'd come across all smooth. Hey, this is Bryce Mansfield. <laughs> I'm 19 years old, but I sound like I'm 45. Well, and I felt like I was like y'all's best friends kind of because I seen you every day. And then I remember one time I seen him out in public, like outside of Starbucks. And I was like, hey, you remember me? He's like, yeah. And he said my whole order for the Starbucks drink. I was like, but yeah, and then I realized that we were Facebook friends, which is cool. And then I started stalking you, especially after um, I started listening to your podcast and stuff. Thank you. That's sweet yeah. of you. Yeah. I just recently watched your guitar singing video. Really? Which mm-hmm. I've done a bunch of those. It was like the last one that you posted maybe a couple weeks ago. No, it was several weeks ago. I don't know. I don't do that stuff enough. When you scroll, it's like the latest one that you uh-huh. uploaded. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. When you when you used to come through Starbucks, were you working as an EMT at the time? Security officer. Oh, okay. That's even yeah. cooler, kind of. <laughs> so what did you do? 
I worked at Baptist Hospital okay. and I was just like the security officer there. Um, it was pretty wild, I would say. Yeah. I got punched in the face once. And then Wait, I, bad patient? Yeah. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Which, I mean, I'm not going to, it wasn't like a 90-year-old woman, I will say. But, I mean, it kind of hurt. And then that's when I realized, like, I have nothing to protect myself. Mm. Like, we didn't have tasers, nothing. And then a week later, some guy, like, really tried to fight me. And he was jacked up on all kinds of drugs. And I was like, okay, I think I'm going to tap out of this job right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go. And then I became a florist, so. Oh, that, wow, what a story. <laughs> so you graduated in 2010. Uh-huh. My little sister is one year older than you, but she graduated from DOS. So okay. you might not remember her. Her name was Michelle. What did you do immediately? Wait a second, let me ask you this. Did you always live in the south end of Louisville? Did you grow up in this area? Always, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Off Deering Road. Oh, nice. Forever. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I love the South End, and it is getting a little weird, but what's not getting weird nowadays? Well, everything's weird. 2020 is the it, year of the weird. Googled, yeah. But, I mean, I love the South, and it's so funny. My Where I work, my boss, they all live in the East End, mm-hmm. and they're just their idea of what the South is like is just comical. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, most of the people that I've tried to have on, I've tried to stick to that theme of keeping people from this area. Uh-huh. There is a specific... Like archetype of person that comes from the south end of Louisville. I agree. And they're fun. And I feel like you could literally have a roll of people and you could pick them out. Like from like one conversation, you would know <laughs> who's from the south. I really do believe it. <laughs> I feel like we're, we're bred different here. <laughs> um, so then after PRP, you went to University of Louisville, right? I went to Asbury. You went to Asbury? Yeah, I played soccer. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. See, here, oh this my is, see, here's the truth is I don't know anything about you at all. <laughs> okay, well, that's kind of great. That's, that's perfect. It's a perfect opportunity. Did you play soccer in high school? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like lived and breathed soccer in high school. Okay. And then I got a scholarship to go to Asbury, which Adam Delph, he was playing basketball there, I think with Sean Bronner and Nathan Johnson. So we had like a little PRP click there and I went and played two years. And then realized they didn't even have a major that I wanted. So I was kind of like, dude in debt, major, soccer. And then I, that's when I came home and went to UofL. Gotcha. And mm-hmm. what did you want to study? Were you, did you know then that you were interested in what you're interested in now? Well, I've been all over the place. So it was criminal justice first. Like I was always obsessed with crime when I was mm. younger. And it was criminal justice. So that's why I went to UofL. And then um, it was psychology. And then I realized kind of want to get paid some money when I graduate, and then um, nursing, so <laughs> all over Fun. the board. That's what my wife does. She's a nurse. Okay. At yeah. Baptist. Oh, cool. So did the criminal justice thing lead to the security thing? Yeah, so I thought cool. it'd be good on my resume, and I worked as a security officer for probably five years, and while I was doing criminal justice, and it was it was nice, and then I was kind of like, eh. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of work did you do? Like security-wise? Yeah. So we would have patients come in on like suicidal watch or like combative patient and we would kind of put them in a hold and watch them in the ER or believe it or not, there was a lot of um, family members like fighting in the hospital. <laughs> so like, I have no trouble believing that. I worked in public school for years. That's all family members fight there too. It was nuts. I remember <laughs> one time I walked into a room, like, it's called a, I think it was got yeah, code five, I walked into a room and there was a patient on the bed and there's two of his sons fighting over top of the patient and i'm like what is happening and like little old me here comes in and i'm like hello 
hello, guys. Like, come on down. <laughs> and they didn't listen. And it was just like, uh, nobody listened to me, you know. But it was fun. I really enjoyed Because I worked with all guys. And, you know, it was it was interesting. But it was a lot of fun. See, when you used to come through the drive through I always assumed, I guess based off of, like, your uniform that you were an EMT. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's very similar. So I was like, she's going to have some amazing stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I do have a lot of fun stories from the the hospital, but I mean, it was it was crazy. I remember I would go home and tell my mom a story, and she's like, "I don't like that you work there." (laughs) I'm like, "Well, yeah, I've got protect." Like, I worked with all guys, and they were all like my brothers and Mm -hmm. dads, you know. And uh, it was fun, but then I realized like it's not that safe anymore, especially with no protection. So I quit, and two months later, they got tasers. (laughs) So I was like, yes, I did something right, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, maybe not, because if you would have stayed, you would have got to use a taser. That's true. I've been tased before, actually, um, for, like, the police program when I was, like, trying to figure that out. And so, have you ever been tased no. before? No, yeah. I've, I've tried to avoid it. No, I mean, I think everyone <laughs> should not try it, but um, it's an interesting feeling, I guess. But, yeah. I've been shocked. Like um, changing out, like a, like fixing a lamp or an electrical outlet or something Uh like that. (laughs) I've been shocked too. Yeah. On like a, a, like a lesser level. I don't think I'd enjoy it. Oh, it's not fun. It's just like, what does this feel like? Like I was just curious, you know. And it stabs you too. Like are are the puncture wounds? Yeah, I got it in my. Well, not really, because I feel like the sting kind of like already heals them up, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it was in the back, so a lot of muscle back there. Mm. But it didn't hurt as bad. I think it was just, it scared me more than anything. And I I mean, you fall to the ground, you like lose all control. Yeah, I'd be afraid I'd like Pretty fart powerful. or poop Well, or some people myself. like pee. Yeah. Like, and just let it all go. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't do that, but. <laughs> My brother-in-law is a police officer. Oh, So I think okay. he's been tased. Thank you for your service. Yes. <laughs> And also, I have some friends who, in high school, decided they wanted to to mace. You probably know Chris Young. Do you remember Chris Young? Yes. Yes, he played soccer. My friend Andrew and he maced each other in the face. And there's a video of it on oh. YouTube, which I'll not have to share to the Facebook page. I was going to say, is it still out there? Oh, yeah, it's out there. When did they do this? Oh, like, gosh. back in the day? I'd say probably 2006, 2007. Or how many people have viewed it? Oh, God, I hope a million. <laughs> You'll have to look that up. I'm going to have to post it on the Facebook page now. Oh, my gosh. Never forget. <laughs> Chris Andrew Maced. <laughs> That's what the title is. I feel like macing, I mean, I would never probably sign up to do that voluntarily because not being able to see. And then I feel like the more you blink, the more painful it is what I hear. So I would not probably try to do that. I'm too much of a chicken. Plus, I'm already really blind. Are you? Yeah, I have to. I've like when my when I wear my glasses, they're embarrassingly thick, which is why I wear contacts. Oh, I see. So like, if they get any worse, I'm just <laughs> fucked. So I don't. Have want you tried to... LASIKs, or is it too bad for LASIKs? I, I would. I would be interested in LASIKs, but I've not really looked into it too much. Oh, okay. I should though. Yeah. I have a good routine where I just don't ever take out my contacts, and my wife tells me that that's going to be the reason why I go blind. Yeah, they might be like glued to your eyeball. They come out like, once in a while. Do you take them out when you go to sleep? No. I feel like that doesn't that bother people. I don't it, wear it doesn't them. But... I, I take them out. That's not true. I, I will take them out maybe every like three or four days and do a glasses Yikes. day. I don't know. And you're, oh yeah. Mm. I know. I'm an adult. <laughs> well, the whole finger in the eye thing too, I feel right. like I wouldn't like that totally. either. So I'd probably like everything. <laughs> so real quick, I'm going to ask you a question if that's fine. Your brother's a cop. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you feel about us? 
Is he safe? I hope. <laughs> like, how do you feel about that? Or do you text him more often? Or is he like around Louisville? A cop so in he's, Louisville? he's my brother-in-law. He's my wife's brother. Oh, okay. And, um, but I do care about his safety. And he is in Louisville. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know his division. His beat's like kind of like St. Matthew's area over, I don't know. I should be, I shouldn't know more well, about this, okay. honestly. Yeah. Is he safe? He's a smart man. Mm-hmm. And he is very calm and patient and level-headed and rational. That's so I feel like he's safer than yeah. most. It's patience and, yeah. Well, every time I see a cop, I'm just like, I just want to hug you or like hope you're okay, but also hope you're a patient. Mm-hmm cop you know what i mean so he is exactly the type of person i would want to be a cop Mm -hmm. but i know that he's frustrated with the current climate that revolves around being a police officer yeah Mm -hmm. and it's challenging and i know that they've made some changes recently because they have a new interim chief and some of the guys don't love it i'm friends with you know devin dolls yes i love devin so i talk Mm -hmm. to him every once in a while too he's told me about it Uh, our circles are like button up to each other for sure Mm -hmm. it's nice it's okay. PRP. Cool. It's got to be. It is PRP. Yeah. And it's vet, like the South End. Valley Station, Shively. I know. See, my wife's not from here. She's from uh, like Prospect. Oh. And she moved here. Uh-huh. And she's like, why do you know everybody? I was like, because <laughs> I worked at the only Starbucks in the South End of Louisville for eight years. <laughs> I saw every single person in this whole town. So. Every day, too. I mean, star the Starbucks now, I mean, have you like passed there? You see it, the line mm. every day is all at like. So I go to Stomping Grounds. Have you heard of that yeah. place? Shopping local. Trying to, yeah. So I like it there too. Oh, yeah. I've right. had their coffee before. And they got a nice little place you can sit down inside and yeah. stuff too, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do a Keurig now. Do you? Yeah, I'm such a loser. I'm just like a routine. Like I have a coffee maker at home and I use it on Sundays. But it's just like I like to get out, go, and I love to be a regular somewhere. <laughs> like I'm a, just a stiffler for someone saying, oh, hey, I know your order already. I'm like. I made a friend. I just love it. Yeah. It's like very homey. So yeah, I get coffee every morning and I, I did the math on how much money I waste, but I just like you, your contacts. I'm just like, whatever. Right. <laughs> it's worth it to you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I do miss when I worked at Starbucks, the best part about it was the community, both of the, of the people that I worked with. Cause they were all awesome. And it was mm-hmm. like a fun, eclectic group of people. And we were also all quite young. So it was just yeah. fun to work with each other. But the regulars were amazing, too. And there were some people that I got to know from that era that I wish that I kept <laughs> in contact with better now because uh-huh. they were just amazing people. I think about Dave and Carol King. I hope they're listening to this. Dr. Well, Longo. how long does it take to, like, for one, how, like, do you just go until you run out of things to talk about? Uh, usually I shoot for about an amount, an amount of time, and I'll feel feel it out. Yeah. And I'll think about, like, how much of that do I feel like was useful? Uh-huh. And usually it's most everything yeah and once it feels about right so usually about an hour and a half to like two hours because mm-hmm. i don't want to give myself too much because that's a mistake i made in the past well then you got to go back and listen to it all, all right. right yeah and then okay i would get so excited that i would want to talk to my friends for like five hours <laughs> and then i'd come back to <laughs> them yeah, and five like, hours oh my god <laughs> <laughs> um how is editing like do you is that something like you enjoy or does it take a long time to like so you listen to it and you're like pretty dope or that's not dope you're exactly like my wife when i talk to you you want to talk about me oh okay i know i'm sorry (laughs) well i like i mean i just love to have conversations and 
it's been weird times. Like I only talk to like the same 10 people, especially right now because COVID. Mm-hmm. So I was like super excited. I get to talk to another human that's like not in my inner circle. And you're doing a great job of it, by the way. That wasn't a criticism. That's she's better at doing interviews than I am. Oh, okay. Every single time <laughs> I have her on the podcast, I'm like, you're doing this to me. So we're trying to do something called conversations with my husband, which will be fun. <gasps> oh my gosh, that would be fun. I'm excited about it. <sighs> How cute. Okay, I'm not. I was like, how long have I been married? But all right, we've been married for a little over a year. It was a year in June. Uh huh. So congratulations! Thank you. It's been awesome. She's way cooler and more awesome than I am. Uh huh. So like, I'm just really. I feel like y'all. I feel like you're cool and awesome. So I feel like you're saying that, but I feel like y'all are probably the same human. Uh, she's rubbed off on me. I used to suck. No, what? Uh, two years ago, <laughs> I was terrible, and just That's in the past terrible. year and a half, she's fixed. Most of my problems. Oh, my gosh. It's great. Well, we tend to do that, yeah. Yeah. We become focused on you boys. Good thing, though. Uh, it's worked out for me. It's been yeah. great for me. Well, I'm glad. So you went criminal justice. Yes. And you thought, I'm going to be a police officer? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I've got a, quite a few friends who do that exact same thing, including my brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And then when did that shift for you? When you realized, like... <sighs> so it was so crazy. It literally happened overnight. Mm-hmm. Um. I was talking to my grandpa and I was just, cause he was all, he's worried, you know, he's no longer with us, but he was just kind of like, are you sure you want to do that? And I'm like, yeah, I wanted to be a detective. Like I loved, like when I said I was little, I literally would get out the Sunday paper and cut out like the crimes and put it in a notebook and glue it in the notebook. And my parents were kind of like, oh my God, we're a little worried of her well being. <laughs> like, is she going to turn out to be some kind of crazy person? We're but afraid our daughter is a serial killer. I know, like, she's got a scrapbook and it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, and I just remember thinking, like, oh my God, what if I had to pull over like a grandpa? I could not give him a ticket or I could not get him in trouble. And my heart, I'm just like, always try to, not that cops don't see the good in things, but you know, they have to do a specific duty. And sometimes that duty is not fun. And me, that's why I wanted nursing because, like, I, if you're having the shittiest day ever, I want to somehow, like, brighten that day and not, you know, have to give you a speeding ticket or something. Um, I just, like, felt like I wasn't the person to enforce the law. I'd probably let people get away with a lot of stuff. And I just, I could just see my sergeant being like, hey, you haven't given one speeding ticket and you've been <laughs> on the force for five years. I'm like, well, I can't. <laughs> You cry, and I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the reason that I would be afraid to be a police officer is because I'm afraid I'd get hurt. But you're just afraid you'd be too nice to people. <laughs> I, to be honest, because I'm not really ter- I'm not really scared of, like, much, you know. But, yes, it's being, it's, like, literally ruining someone's day that I'm not okay with. Okay, so let me ask you this. So a couple of people whom I've talked to who have given me kind of similar vibes to what I'm getting from you right now have said that they are empathic. They, they can really feel what other people are feeling when they're mm-hmm. feeling it. Do oh, you for feel sure. that way too? Yeah. I'm like an aura. I'm not like a hippie or anything, but I do can see people like, I can just see you and I'm like, okay, something's up with you. Like, I know you don't have to tell me today, but just know that I know. And like, I'll give them like the little eye contact. You know what I mean? She told me that she was in line at a Walgreens and she felt a tightness in her chest and a man two aisles over was having a heart attack and she found him. I ain't that good. <laughs> I'm not that, whoa, that's insane. I got cold chills. I know. Wow. I know. And and, and I've had a couple of people, a, a lady that I talked to named Jeannie told me the exact same, not, not the exact same thing, but told me that she felt the exact same way. And ever since then, I've been fascinated by that because I don't really feel that way. 
I'll have this thing where um, I won't talk to someone for years and their name will like pop up in my head and I'll like have to text them. I'm like, hey, just want to say I'm thinking of you. Not like, oh, something wrong, which is like, hey, what's up? And a couple of times it's came back to where their person was like, holy crap, like this is what's going on right now. And it's like, it's really, really weird. But yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. But it's a lot of pressure because you're like feeling everyone's mood and I go off people's mood, you know? So. I do too. When I have somebody, maybe I am an empath. I just don't know it. Maybe I'm just a. Maybe you need to practice more. Maybe I need to practice yeah, more. You just got to zone in on something. Everything in my life that I find myself interested in, it's like, you could be good at this if you just try yeah, You have to work on it. You know, just get it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was like that. But no. Oh, well. Practice, practice. But yeah, I love people. I really do. So what did you do after, after you decided no longer criminal justice? Did you go Im- immediately, you started, started working at a florist? Yeah, so I quit the job and then moved into an apartment above Susan's florist. Okay. And um, my best friend at the time, her aunt owned the florist. So she's like, hey, come downstairs, you know, let's drink beer and watch her like do all this flower stuff. And I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden she's like, hey, I'm hiring. I'm like, oh, I just quit my job. And I was the driver for probably a couple months. So I was just out making deliveries. And then two of her designers quit. And she was like, hey, how do you feel about becoming a designer? I'm like, I don't know nothing about nothing, but let's give it a try. And then I just picked it up like that. And I fell in love with it. And I'm kind of obsessed with it now. So you weren't into it at all before? No. I mean, I loved like gardening and stuff. um, But I was never the person... To go to Trader Joe's and buy like flowers, you know, I never knew about designing, never bought flowers, so it was just kind of like, wow, this is really, really cool. So, were so. you interested in like art or like the aesthetics at all, like thinking about things based on how they look and attractiveness no, and stuff? It, not really. And when you think about flowers, not a lot of people know it is about angles, and you know, you have your triangles, and you have all kinds of like it's a you have to think about it and like actually like pick up on the skill. And I never, I mean, I can't draw, I can't do anything like that. I mean, I always loved to decorate my rooms really cool growing up, but that was like all as artsy as I was. So, yeah, it was kind of, it just like completely changed my life, all because I moved into that apartment. That's awesome. Yeah. Isn't it weird how as you get older, tiny little things will completely oh, shift the, the trajectory? Thing. Yeah, I get punched in the face, my old lady, <laughs> quit my job, move in an apartment, and I'm at a florist within like, Two weeks. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Um, but I do, it is fun. So. Well, I have a friend. Her name's Caitlin. And I actually met her working at Starbucks. And, <laughs> uh, she, but she, she worked um, for a florist for a long time. She worked for Nans and Crafts. Okay. And then she, uh, she left. And I think now she's living in Maryland with her wife. Oh, my wife. gosh. I know. She worked at Susan's Florist. Oh, did she? Yeah. Caitlin Richter? Yeah, she's the one that taught me how to design really? in the beginning. Yeah. She's oh, like curly brown hair. Yeah. Yes. So she and I are really close friends. Oh, my God. What a small world. It is. That's crazy. <gasps> yeah. She just got married, I mm-hmm. think, last year. She- yeah, Caitlin's amazing. She's, she's one of my great. favorite people in the entire universe. She, well, yeah, because she had the cutest little house over in the Highlands. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, she is amazing. Mm-hmm. She'd say, Mitchie. She'd get mad at me. She'd go, Mitchie. <laughs> oh, God, he should drive me nuts. Mitchie. Yeah, exactly yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But she went to like school and did artsy things. So when she became a florist, I was like, well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So I assumed the same thing about you, but it's no. interesting how that happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
My So she actually taught me how to do a dozen roses, like the most simple thing. And I remember when I was doing it, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like horrible. Like, how does she do this so gracefully? And then all of a sudden you just practice, practice, gotta keep practicing. And yeah, and there it was. And now like all I do, like before I go to bed, I'll look up other designers like all around the world and I'll just watch floral videos until I fall asleep. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's cool when I meet another person who has found themselves interested in like an artistic endeavor, like as Uh an adult. So you started this recently. My sister, she does photography now and she's just started doing that recently. And she's gotten really into kind of the same thing. She'll look at Pinterest and she'll see what other people are doing. Mm -hmm. She'll try to imitate that. I'm making podcasts. Basically, I'm just trying to copy what like Dak Shepard does and like Justin Long does. I'm trying to do the same thing that they do. Well, you just kind of get inspiration and then you kind of figure out how it works with you. And then it's not like you're copying them, but you're kind of just figuring it out. And then you realize like you're your own little artist already. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of cool. I never really viewed myself as an artist until I'm just like, oh, I'm a florist. But one day someone was like, oh, that's like an artist. I'm like, shut up. I'm like an artist. It's just, it's a cool word. I really like it. <laughs> well, I think, I think everybody is creative, but they just don't realize it. And I think mm-hmm. I didn't realize it when I was younger. And then one day, well, actually, I kind of know when it happened. Ooh, tell me. <laughs> it was the first time I did mushrooms. Oh, that can help. Yeah, yeah push things right along. <laughs> I kind of just like had a really intense and emotional experience and also wasn't anxious. I used to be real anxious and I wasn't anxious for months after that experience. Um, but right after that, I just had this desire to start making things that weren't there before. Um, and I played music. So like mm-hmm. I played guitar, but I felt like for a long time that was also like I was just copying yeah. what other people were doing. I was just mm-hmm. playing songs that already existed. So what things were you making? Like, what do you mean? Started started coming up well first off it was just silly things where i would come up with funny things like one-liners or funny little stories and i would write them down i told myself i was writing stand-up which i've never actually done but Um, still that's awesome it's fun and then i started doing the podcast and like started putting together um all of the audio stuff that was as interesting to me as like the actual conversation was making the sound sound pretty and this it sounds like wonderful it's like that nice pop that you hear and i mean this is pretty artsy to me i would never be able like i can turn on a computer and turn it off but (laughs) i'm not technology savvy at all yeah um so i'm pretty impressed with all this thank you your little setup this is awesome i'm excited about it as well yeah and now i'm writing little short stories and but the thing that i'm learning most to get back to our theme is that i'm bad at all of them because i've never really done them very much with other short stories? At everything. Or anything? All of it. <laughs> I don't think you're bad. It's just you may not be satisfied with what, what you came up with, but someone else might like it. You never yeah. know. Like with flowers, you can call me and say, hey, I want you know to spend $50 on this arrangement for my wife. And I'm like, okay. And I could make it how I want to make it, my creativity. I deliver it to your wife and you're like, oh, this is the ugliest thing I've ever seen because it's not your style. You know what I mean? So... I would never criticize anything that was made to me by a professional florist. <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> I don't know enough. You would be surprised. You know, <laughs> people have a lot of opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And so now you're you're studying to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. I got my LPN at Galen, and now I'm working on my RN. Really, my sister online. did, did oh. that. Ooh, she did that same exact way. I don't think nursing should be online. To be honest, but I know everyone's online right now, so mm-hmm. it's just not as 
nursing school is not fun, period. It's not fun at all. And then when you put it online, you're teaching yourself. It's going to drive you crazy. I did the majority of my undergrad and graduate degree online. I'm not an online student. I like to see you. I like to watch you walk around the classroom. And that's how I remember things, visual representation. Mm -hmm. But if I'm reading it and being on a computer, like I can't look at a computer for longer than like 40 minutes and I'm already bored. And like, I don't know if I have ADHD could be a thing, but yeah. Sounds like you're just immune to the addictive nature of screens. Could be. (laughs) Because I'm the opposite. I'll sit down in front of a computer and then the next thing I know, four hours have gone by and I'm like, where did those hours go? See, if I like see an article, I'm like, where's the printer? Because I want to print it out (laughs) and I want to like have it in my hand and highlight and just do whatever. But yeah, I'm not tech set. Have you watched, speaking of technology, The Social Dilemma? I've not watched it yet, but I'm familiar with most of the concepts. Yeah. It's freaky. It is. Dak Shepard just did a podcast with Tristan Harris, who was the guy who produced it. Well, okay. Yeah, he's pretty an interesting character, too. Mm-hmm. I'll have to listen to that because I learned a lot about him in that film. So It's freaky, and it scares me, but I don't know what to do about it. Exactly. Well, the worst part about it is when you watch it, and then you still like keep all your social media. So I didn't finish it. I only watched half of it. <laughs> <laughs> I still have all my social accounts. But it, it did freak me out. Like, I mean, I, I don't know if it was just because I was, little not in the right mindset but i was like whoa this is creepy for people who are listening who haven't seen it you should watch the social dilemma but basically the the idea is every single thing online that is free is not actually free it's just they're selling you you're the product Mm -hmm. and they sell everything about you all of your information to advertisers and then there's also a bunch of stuff in there about how they the dissemination of fake and bad information and how it's used to manipulate people's points of view. But I don't think you can watch that without being freaked out. I think that's the point of the whole thing. (laughs) The part that freaked me out was like, yeah, they do all these advertisements because they're like developing you. But then I was like, the more I watched it, the more I was kind of picking up on the vibe. Like these companies are making you see what they want you to see. And then it kind of messes with your own head. And you're like, oh, well, Maybe I do like that, or maybe I do want to buy that when obviously that would have never crossed your mind ever. And it said something like, depression has gone up so much because of social media or because of you just being attached to your phone. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then they're all doing this to all make money. Yeah. But it's working. Oh, it's working so well. <laughs> and yeah. how the craziest thing was, is how perfectly they tailor it to you. Cause I was looking at my wife's facebook page the other day mm-hmm. and it's just all horse videos i was like i would never come back to this if this was my face <laughs> if everybody had the same facebook it'd be like Ugh. yeah they make you see what you want to see exactly what you want to see horses. <laughs> oh she loves horses she rides horses she has a horse named promise she oh jumps promise over or she used to but now promise is old i'm not allowed i'm not Where's supposed to promise say that at now promise lives at a farm in uh, shelby county and I can't think of the name of the farm. She used to be at a farm called Bannon Woods, which was here in Fairdale. But now she's old, so she's retired. So she, she, like, boards her horse mm-hmm. and then goes and, oh, my God, plays. Oh, how cute is that? It's very adorable. She dresses like a Pokemon trainer. She has the silly pants and the silly cap and the Hey, that's some, that's some high-style um, fashion right there. And the like the boots. women that actually did the, or women and men, 
do the competitions where they're like jumping over stuff. Is that what she did? Oh, she does that, yeah. Or she did when she was younger. She still does it now, but like on like an what amateur basis. Hers is called Hunter Jumper, but they also do fancier ones where they do dressage, where the horses are very fancy and very stand up, very straight with their little oh, feet and they pick wow. the feet up. She doesn't do that one. <laughs> but no, I would never look at her face. If her Facebook was my Facebook, I would never go back to it. Well, what's on, what would be on your face? Like, okay, so say you're on your Facebook, what would your. First two advertisements or oh, what, what would they be? I don't be? want to admit that to you. <gasps> oh. They'd probably be boobs. <laughs> Boobies. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And and then, what would the second thing be? Like microphones. Do they advertise boobs? Oh, for sure. <laughs> what? They advertise toothpaste with boobs. Haven't you ever seen what? like a, a toothpaste commercial where the woman's like brushing her teeth and she's smiling all big, but she also has cleavage? I'm probably, no, I think that might be a guy thing. I think if we did a poll, the guy would know what her boobs look like, but I feel like women would be like, oh, that toothpaste is, you know, this brand. Yeah, you could ask my wife. Probably. I'm not, <laughs> I'm definitely not paying attention to the toothpaste. She tells me how bad my breath stinks all the time. <laughs> it happens. Mm -hmm. It's COVID. We don't have to leave the house. Gosh, COVID. Sometimes you make it a day and you're like, oh, did I brush my teeth today? I'm not sure. But yeah, COVID is a, oof. COVID has hit me hard. And I, I've tried to pretend for a long time that it hadn't. I tried to like look at it from the outside. Look, I imagine <laughs> so many people are getting depressed because of COVID. And then I looked back at my like last six months, I was the train wreck that has been my life. I'm like, God, I've gained like 20 pounds. Oh my gosh. Bad. And it's crazy because I guess in the beginning, in the beginning of COVID, it seems like forever, I would go and like, oh, I got to support all my local businesses. I got to go eat out every night and oh I might as well buy a six pack or a 12 pack and I would eat and I would drink and then I would do it every day to support my local businesses <laughs> and then I look down I'm like okay that's not what I looked like a month ago <laughs> yeah I was eating a whole bunch of you know like Hershey bars you know to support my local businesses yeah the Hershey factory and, on uh, Dixie yeah it was it was terrible <laughs> but the whole situation the whole thing has been crazy and uh, and now it's starting up again. The crazy part is in March um, when like I remember the day I like saw something about about it. And I was like, oh, whatever. It's no big deal. And then a week passed and I was like, no, this is still like it's not going to affect me like at all. Like this is something. Oh, the government will handle it, whatever. And then like a month went by and I remember walking into Myers on the grocery store. Uh, and I walked in and people were running with grocery carts. They were completely full. I could see like there was absolutely no meat. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like a scary movie scene, you know? And I was like, this is my life. This is real life right now. Like what is happening? And it happened so quickly. And I was like, whiplashed a little bit. Like, oh, this is serious. <laughs> I wish I had seen it in person. I didn't get to see it in person. But the groceries? I saw the aftermath though. I mean, I left. I was like, um, yeah, no freaking way. I was like, no, I'm just going to keep eating out. And then finally, when they're like, oh, the grocery stores, they're, they're back again. It was still like no chicken. It was, I mean, it was nuts. I, I remember I was one of those annoying people who was like, I'm going to do some yard work. <laughs> and, I was, <laughs> and I drove to Lowe's. Oh. And I was like, oh, my God. The line was so long. Out I mean, it was just dough. like wrapped around so i was like no well andy yeah, was like all right y'all chill with lowe's and i went yeah. every, i went almost every saturday heck i built an entire garden 
like raised beds, arches, because I was I had nothing to do. I mean, it worked out. It was beautiful at the end of it, but I spent a lot of money at Lowe's and time. But it got me through like three months without even realizing it. That's awesome. Yeah. I love how people in Kentucky talk about Uncle Andy like he's their like best friend or their <laughs> worst enemy. He is either, yeah, he's either loved or like truly hated. Like after his announcement on Wednesday, I got on Facebook, just checked it, and it was like cuss words on this post and like, oh, baby Andy looking sexy tonight, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like all everyone was obsessed with him in the beginning, Daddy Andy. <laughs> but I was just like, you can't win them all, Andy. Yeah. So I like him. I voted for him. Um, I was a teacher. I met him in Frankfurt when mm-hmm. we were down there. Yeah. Um, he was in full on campaign mode. So I don't know if anything came out of his mouth that he hadn't already thought about like days ahead of time. Oh, absolutely. But since then, he seems like a genuinely engaged and caring leader. But I can understand why people hate his guts because. I know a lot of people who work in the service industry and yeah. it's kicking their butts. Mm-hmm. When the fact that he had to reclose it down, I was like, mm. like you can't handle that. You, mm. Once, maybe. But I mean, I always, I also feel so bad for him because it's like he won and he worked so hard. And then literally a month later, <laughs> this happened and he was doing like those nightly talks. Um, well, I guess he still does them. Yeah. And I'm just like, Poor guy, like you thought you were gonna come in, maybe change a few things, change a few rules, and your world is literally rocked. I think he's loving it because he can do a. Do you? I feel like I'd be like, damn, I just wanted to hang out the first year, get the feel of things. I think he wants to be the president of the United States. You think so? Yeah, I feel. I don't. I don't think you become governor of an entire state unless you have that mentality. Like I'm the dude. I can be in charge of two million people. Like no, thank you. (laughs) No problem. I guess that's true. I mean, you always move up in politics, too, yeah, or, or, try down, to. or fired. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I couldn't imagine doing those speeches every day. I wouldn't want to do it. Mm-mm. And I think, for the most part, you know, he's, he's done a good job. We definitely have my wife. She's a nurse. She's in, she works in Baptist East in their critical care unit, and they have tons of COVID patients right now. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And she is very adamant that I should be more concerned about it than I I guess often expressed, but I have been really careful and I do wear my mask regularly. And um, for a long time, I was working from home, which was awesome. Yeah. But the whole the whole vibe of 2020 has been lame, I think. A- absolutely. Like this, we'll talk about this until we die. Probably. Oh, I remember back 2020. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> or our grandchildren. You don't remember they, our grandparents like you didn't walk up the hill both ways without no shoes or something and now we're like you didn't live through 2020 i have no idea should have seen the grocery stores because that this is an impact for sure we've had a few of those things that have happened in our life where were you when 9-11 happened i was in my english classroom and our teacher put it on the tv yeah she did turn it on it was pretty nuts i thought where did you were you in elementary school yeah i was in elementary at lane elementary school i think i was in I want to say like the third or second grade. I really can't. I don't know now. I guess I could do the math. But I do remember my mom picking us up from school and she was driving and she was like, girls, this is like a serious thing. And I remember being a child like, oh, my God, my mom has never, ever said that. You know what I mean? Mom's was like, oh, we're all good. And she's like, this is happening. <laughs> and I do remember that specifically. I was in Miss Alfara's classroom at Stewart Middle School. She taught social studies. We also watched it on the screen on a TV 
and she cried. And I was Gosh, like, Gosh, and you watching that? <gasps> looking at my friends, like, is she crying? Are teachers allowed, she... Are teachers allowed to cry at work? Oh my God, like, should we cry? <laughs> but then I cried as a teacher. So it was like, okay, I understand. Yeah. For different reasons. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> no, but it's, and then, you know, because I remember hearing my, my grandma talking about Elvis dying. Like, it was uh-huh. like this huge event. Um, and then, like, you know, you hear about things like the Kennedy assassination, but it's weird as a 31-year-old thinking about the events in my life that are historic in that way. And 2020 is definitely one of them. Absolutely. Like, I remember I, when I realized, like, COVID was real, it was, like, terror that I haven't, you know, I know. It sounds so silly, but I was like, oh, I know it's real, but it ain't going to affect us. And then I just remember the doom and, like, getting on Facebook and reading all the articles, like, my anxiety would go up so high, and then I'd get off my phone, and I would be fine. But it was like, something crazy serious. It was terrifying. It still is kind of scary. It's just so unpredictable. Well, that's what everything is. That's Um, the worst part about, I think that's unique, too, to to the age that we live in because of, like, the the internet and the access to information that we have and how quickly things seem to change now. It's like, who can guess what comes next? I wouldn't want to be... In charge of doing that. <laughs> well, I read a book by a guy who was trying to guess, and it didn't sound very fun. He no. thinks robots are going to take over and stuff. I'm not prepared. Will we be dead by then, you think? <laughs> I hope. I think. I think so. I definitely will be. I definitely will be. Some people are going to try to live forever. No. Like, I feel like well, we always talk like, oh, how old do you want to live? Have you ever had that conversation with someone? Uh-huh. Like, what would your age be? Oh, what would my age be? Oh, gosh. It depends. Like, do I have to just have the body that I have now where I'm like out of shape and kind of. Let's just say it gets a little downhill. Yeah. Oh, it keeps going downhill? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, well, just as you progress, you okay. know, crack when you get out of bed. Okay. Yeah. I think I could. You may have dentures. Sure. 80. 80 sounds good to 80, me. 80. Yeah. Mine was going to be around like 78. If, I, if, I, if I'm walking, maybe 80, but I don't want to just be like laying there like. And everyone around you's done passed, like no thanks. Yeah, but if you could give me like fake legs and fake arms that were real strong. Oh, if I don't have to like work for anything, I could just move my robot body. Then I'll totally live forever, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. But yeah, I would say around 78, I'd be like, let me go. And I want to go for my husband. I'm like, I got to go first. See, my wife has no chance of that. No. Poor thing. Mm. <laughs> she's she exercises. She's healthy. She eats healthy. She's always yelling at me for not eating vegetables. Mm. She's good. It's good advice. It is. But she, I feel like she's like your little nurse at home too. She is. She Check takes out your care contacts. Of me. Eat your veggies. She does. Brush your teeth. <laughs> Did you brush your teeth today? <laughs> yeah. Yep. She helps me. She helps me be an adult person. Be hard. It must suck for her. I can't imagine being married to me. It's got to be the worst thing ever. I feel like women though just have. Obviously, that mother instinct. It's not like we're being your mother. Yeah, nurturing, I should say. It's like they just, they know something needs to be done, and they get those vibes, and they're like, all right. And that's why they take care of their husband. Is that why you feel like you want to be compelled to be a nurse? Because you want to just, you feel compelled to take care of people? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think, I mean, you might as well. If I'm doing better in life and someone's not doing good, I feel like I owe them that duty, I guess. That's an awesome, where do you feel like that perspective came from? Honestly, my mom, she's like a saint. And I know everyone says that about their mom, but she's that person. Like, you'll go to her and you'll be so pissed about a topic. And like, yeah, she should take your side. But she's like, all right, I get it. But like, let's lay it out on the table. Here's this perspective. Here's this perspective. And it's like you were so pissed. And five minutes later, you're like, cool. 
And she just has that rational, like, she wants to help everybody. And she can help them because she can't, she doesn't pick sides, you know. Mm -hmm. And I guess I just get it from her, the smartest person ever. That's awesome. I know, I'm like upset I could talk about her for like an hour. Your mom? (laughs) Yeah. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. She's cool. Well, she's been through so much, you know. And then she still raised three girls. Like, wow. Wow. How you do three girls? I can't imagine having one kid. Right. That's why I don't have one yet. And we're all close in age. Casey, which I don't know if you remember her in high school. She, Casey Smith, she graduated in 06, I think. 06 or 07. I don't remember her, but I didn't know a lot of people. I was pretty nerdy. So she was kind of, well, not a nerd, but she was like only um, concerned about playing a goalie at PRP. Like oh, she really? was an amazing goalie there. That's awesome. I don't know. If, well, you may not have went to the games, but. So I have her and then my sister Kayla, and we're 18 months apart, so we're all pretty close in age, like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, and I got a dog, and I'm like, oh, you're being <laughs> annoying today. Like, why are you so needy? <laughs> I've got to be, I think I'm probably the worst dog dad. I, <laughs> if you if you notice, Winifred, like, reflects me. So Winifred? Like, her name's Winifred. <laughs> okay, so I'll tell you the story. I was working Winifred? at Starbucks, and I was closing on a Halloween, uh, mm-hmm. and here comes Winifred. And she's this little orange dog, and she's wandering around, and she's terrified. And so I go outside, and I feed her, like, a blueberry scone. And I'm like, I'm not going to leave her here on Dixie Highway because she could die. Yeah, oh, gosh, absolutely. Uh, So I brought her home thinking I'll put her a picture of her on Facebook or something like that. And I put her in the basement because I was trying not to get attached to her. Ooh, that's self-control. Well, it lasted for about an hour. (laughs) Okay, and she was whimpering. <laughs> I let her out, and she came upstairs, and she slept in the bed with me. And then ever <gasps> since then, she's been there. She slept in the bed with you she's first night. She's a jerk. She knew what she was doing. But she's named Art. after Winifred Sanderson from Hocus Pocus. For Halloween. Uh huh. Cute, Winifred. <laughs> but you'll notice she's a little chubby, and it's because I'm a little chubby. But when I'm in good shape, she's in good shape because we usually exercise together. Same with my dog. She's literally fluctuated with me through COVID too. I went to the vet because she had some rash, and um, they gave me how much she weighed, and I was like, what have I done to you? I'm so sorry. So we were both on diets. I was like, let's get it, girl. COVID ain't getting better, so we do. <laughs> but yeah, she's a, she's a little hefty. <laughs> what kind of dog is she? Golden Retriever. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Gosh, Sarah would love a golden. She talks about it all the time. They, oh my gosh, the best dogs ever. Well, I'm obviously biased, but she literally is like my little human. Like, I know what she's thinking. They, so they have really distinct eyebrows. Mm-hmm. You know exactly what she's thinking with her eyebrow. Very expressive faces. So expressive. Yeah. Does she mm-hmm. run with you? Yeah, she does. See, she's a pooler, though. Oh, really? She just wants to go so fast. Mm-hmm. Doesn't last long, but yeah. <laughs> See, Winnie's <laughs> old and chubby, so she can't keep up with Sarah. <laughs> so she wished she had a dog that she could run with. Mm-hmm. So she thinks she likes Goldens. Well, she can come run Penny. Oh, yeah. It's getting cold and dark really early, so she's more than welcome to go out there. I totally can't believe I didn't put that together because I've seen your dog's Instagram page. Yeah, and she's all over my my Instagram page is also her second Instagram page. You have a beautiful Instagram page. Thank you. Did you do that on purpose or did it just happen naturally? Uh, I guess, I don't know. I guess naturally. Really? I don't know. How like how's it it's beautiful? It it's pretty to look at. And it feels like you have at least a certain theme in mind for oh, it. Oh, yeah. Well, so back in the day when I first had Instagram, I thought it was not the rule, but like you post a picture every day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, I don't know why I thought that was a thing. 
Um, and now I'm just kind of like, I don't even, I don't, I don't post, but like once every month or something now. And it's so weird how I've changed. But it's kind of like, oh, you know, if I want people to see something like this is what I want them to see. Because it's cool to me and it's going to be cool to them or something like that. So, I don't know. I kind of like that vibe more than, you know, no offense to anyone who does this. But, you know, take a picture, take a selfie and then post it. And the next day, take a selfie. And I'm like, what are we what are we accomplishing on your page here? I understand. <laughs> like, you want to see, you know. You want to see them and see that they're doing great, but you also want to see, like, what's so unique in your life, you know, or what do you want to share with us? So you have a purpose for for yours. And, I think so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what it would be to try to share the special moments of your day-to-day with the people who you care yeah. about? Yeah, like, I love gardening. It's probably top. Actually, it's my number one thing, like, that I love to do. And I started, like, posting about it this year because, before, I was like, nobody cares. Like, no one would want to see that. And now I'm like, screw it. Like, this is really freaking cool. And I got so much feedback on it. Like, people, hey, what should I do this? Or I'm at the store now. What should I buy? What do you recommend? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is this is awesome. Like, I mean, I was getting maybe 10 messages a day when I would post about the garden. And it just made me feel like, oh, I hope people do this. And they would send me pictures of their vegetables all summer. It was pretty cool. That's awesome. I really enjoyed it. And it's it's really interesting to me to hear that it just comes from you organically. Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Because I feel like you just want to know who someone is truly. And it's like something like I know you could benefit from because COVID happened. So you're inside. You're, how many series have you finished on Netflix? You know, like, what are you doing? So, like, to get people outside, like, check this out. Like, come out of your comfort zone and. Don't get trapped in COVID depression because it gets you quick. <laughs> mm. I struggle so much with the visual side of what I'm doing here because I, I want to have a powerful and pretty to look at yeah. social media presence to draw listeners to the to the listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. But I'm terrible at it. I can't. I just don't know. Uh, I, I guess I don't know the rules, and the rules don't come naturally. And so yeah. Uh, You'll notice I haven't even taken a picture of this interaction. It just doesn't come to my mind. I don't think to well, do that. Well, you think about it after the fact. You're like, oh, I do. I done that. Well, I feel like if you don't like keep up with it every day, you don't yeah. know the vibe of how how exactly. it is, and it changes so fast. Like life is so rapid, and even I mean, you do podcasts, which people have to take time and listen to, and now people are just like zoom, 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 and then they're off their phones in a matter of fifteen minutes, and they've gained all this information. It's crazy. So with podcasts, I just started listening to podcasts probably like three years ago. And now I absolutely love them. And I love that I'm listening to podcasts rather than music or like the same music every day. So I miss music a yeah. little bit. I've, I've only recently started to try to get back into listening to music mm-hmm. and new music because I used to love to listen to music. And then I got into podcasts like when I was about 25. So I've been into them about five years mm-hmm. and completely stopped listening to new music. And so uh, recently I've been trying to learn some new songs that I can play on guitar because I used to also play music at this church, but I kind of stopped going to church. Mm-hmm. Uh, just things in my life changed. Right. My point of view changed. Uh, so I've been looking for a new avenue to express that. And you posted a video the other day. And it had a Tyler Childers song on it. And I've been listening ah. to some of his stuff. <gasps> yes. I love Tyler Childers. I probably, I got introduced to him by um, Adam, my brother-in-law. All his friends, like, were obsessed with him. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, who's this guy? And his voice is just, it's amazing. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah. My friend Kyle, I used to work with him at DOS, was into him. He used to talk about him all the time. Uh-huh. And uh, so I was like, I just got interested in his style of music and I was playing it on guitar. What kind of stuff do you usually listen to in terms of music or podcasts? Um, so podcasts, it's like crime stuff. Okay, like true crime. <laughs> yeah. My, My favorite, favorite murder. murder. Yeah. yeah. I just, I don't know. I feel like, especially if I'm driving far, I'm like thinking like, oh, who's the suspect? You know, I'm like, it gets my mind off of driving. And then it's it's solved and I'm where I need to be. So I like absolutely <laughs> love it. Um, And then music, I would say I love everything. I'm very experimental with music. Um, I would say like indie folk. Mm-hmm. Like I really like chill, like guitar, acoustic. Mm-hmm. Um, Hozier, I'm like obsessed oh, with yeah, him. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, um, Mumford and Sons, I've always loved them. Um, just like chill out music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so much to listen to now because there's. That's why I feel like I'm a- afraid to dive back in because there's oh, it could be so many I'm avenues sure. for people to share music now, and you've got like SoundCloud. When I was working mm-hmm. at DOS, all the kids they didn't listen to anything that was on the radio. They listened to just like crazy, off the wall stuff that they could find. Just oh, that's kind of cool. Deep in yeah. the dregs of the internet. Kids these days are, the internet is such a humongous part of their life mm-hmm. that we just can't really even understand how they interact with it, I don't think. But huh. I'm sorry, I totally, sometimes. <laughs> you uh, just get the, <laughs> the ball gets rolling. Lo- and you're like, where? Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, but we were talking about podcasts. You like My Favorite Murder. Caitlin told me that she liked My Favorite Murder. So that's funny. It's funny how much that you remind me of her. Yeah. I mean, we got along super great. I wish I would have got to hang out with her more. But she'll tell you, when you're at the at the shop working, you just want to get off and go home. So we never got to hang out outside of work except for a couple of times. But she's just like genuinely sweet. She's the nicest human being in the entire uh, world. She's just squeaky and <laughs> squeaky. hilarious. <laughs> Uh, I, I like. I've never listened to my favorite murder. I listened to. Have you listened to Doctor Death? You're familiar with no. that one. No. What's so that one about? It's about this guy who was a surgeon, a neurosurgeon in Texas, and basically through a crazy series of events, he becomes a neurosurgeon without really ever doing anything to qualify to being a neurosurgeon. Mm-hmm. And then in his ne- negligence, he kills or. Uh, like permanently disables or disfigures like seven people and he just keeps getting away with it and it's like the process of like then finally capturing him and and oh my gosh get him in jail and stuff it's great how long is it is it like a series kind of thing okay it's 10 Ooh, episodes they're I about an hour to that. long i know isn't it weird? <laughs> it's uh, like it's like netflix that, and stuff like that uh, we just watched the queen's gambit <gasps> did you have you watched it oh um, i watched it in two days i'm disappointed and at myself but i couldn't stop I think, yeah, it was amazing. It was wonderful. It. I want to start playing chess, obviously, like typical, because <laughs> I didn't know how intense chess was. I had no idea that they had names. The squares had names. I had no idea that it was like a science. Like, oh, you move here. Well, there's six moves I can do to get out of this. I had no idea it was like that. It's real. My friend Jake, uh, he, Jake Stratton, he plays on his phone a bunch and he'll play different types. So there's like the speed chess. Yeah. Which is they, they, so basically it's like different timed interview intervals. And you mm-hmm. get, some people will be really good at the super fast stuff, but they're not great at yeah. the like the slow stuff because 
in some types of chess, you just memorize moves. And then that's what was so great about the Queen's Gambit was her specialty was like doing unique things that have never been done exactly, before. Exactly, yeah. And like tricking people with her mm-hmm. mind. That was a great show. And plus the mental health. Like I love mental health. I'm a guru for it. And the mental health and that, that it kind of shows in there from like her two mothers. And mm-hmm. it was pretty, it was very good all around. I'll, I don't think there will be a second season because. It ended really well, and I'm kind of good with that. But then yeah. again, I'm like, wow, it was so good. I kind of want something else to come out. <laughs> That's what's really cool about TV nowadays is some shows do that. Uh-huh. Where they'll just paint a picture. Yeah. And then it's over. Enjoy. Yes. And you're like, okay, I'm satisfied with that. But yes. But I want more. Because <laughs> I feel like some shows, they go on too long. I, I watched Walking Dead. Uh-huh. And now I'm just like, I'm over it because it's been going on forever. So I was just talking about the show to my sister last night because I want to start a series and we were talking about the walking dead and she was like like after season five it's kind of like really we're still doing the zombie thing mm-hmm. and so i was like okay like Grey's anatomy i kind of gave up on Grey's anatomy because i'm like it's great but come on like i no, i wasn't I a Grey's anatomy up. guy i was a house i was a house guy oh, i never watched that but it, i do like the actor the main actor he's pretty good hugh laurie he there plays blues he's an amazing blues musician is he yeah we're talented. I like English people. I think they sound cool when they talk. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you watch mm-hmm. the Great British Baking Show? No. Oh, man. I feel like you would love that. You think so? I, I feel like if you're into pretty things. I'm into pretty things. And girly I love things, British accents. Like, I, don't, I shouldn't say flowers are girly. That's a horrible thing to say, but. They kind of, let's be honest. And baking. Baking's a little bit. But maybe not, because I'm really into it. And there's a bunch of guys on the show. I would, I'll give it a try, because I am looking for something new. It's it's they they bake off, but it's like the opposite of American cooking shows where everybody's like mean to each other and it's fast. See, that's what I was wondering because they kind of give you anxiety. You're like, oh my gosh, it's the exact opposite. And then the judges are so incredibly mean. I'm like, I want to turn this off because I feel so bad for this person. <laughs> so Paul Hollywood is one of the judges, and they make fun of him all the time for how mean he is. They're like Paul's, but he knows he's not mean. He's like all, he often really nice, but he'll tell them he's like this this doesn't look very good, and that's about as mean as it gets. They're all really nice to each other, and okay. you, you come away feeling really wholesome at the end of it. Not like, oh, my God. No. And then cuts to commercial, and you're like, <laughs> Never. All right, I can try, like, a happy show, for At the sure. end of each episode, when the person gets voted off, they all cry and hug. Stop. It's great. I'm telling the truth. They all cry? So, not always, but, like, in the later episodes, especially after they've all been on they there together They get to know each weeks. other? Yeah, and they're best friends. God. They help each other when things fall over and stuff. Well, that's, like, like a very Christian baking show. <laughs> No, Hi. at all. No. <laughs> it's very British, though. British people, I think, they just want to look nice. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm into now is uh, we just, there's new episodes coming out now. Uh, what else you do? What else you watching? You watch anything else? Um, so, The Office is my favorite show. Well, of course. Well, well everybody done. loves The Office. Um, obviously, Friends. Duh. Um, and New Girl. I love New Girl. It's Jess. I feel like Jess and oh, I can Deschanel. relate and like, oh, yeah, she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, we can just relate in so many ways, so I absolutely love her. And uh, yeah, I kind of don't watch too many new things because, again, the commitment. And I kind of become obsessed with shows. Like, uh. I don't know when to turn off the TV. And they can hook me pretty well. So I try not to start new series, especially if, in school, because I'll probably fail. Mm. <laughs> I watched, when I was in school, because I did it online, I watched so much TV. It would be on in the background. yeah. And so I watched New Girl. I loved it. Winston's my favorite of all time. He gets so much better as the show progresses. Like you, 
kind of don't get to know his personality. And then all of a sudden it's like, man. He's so funny. You are so funny. Everything he does makes me love him so much. Sarah likes Schmidt. And when you rewatch it, like I started doing this new thing like a couple months ago where I'll put on the subtitles and they've been on since for like three months now. And it's the best thing I've ever done. Like I never realized how much I didn't pay attention to like TV. And so now I'm like reading and I absolutely love it. And I can't watch anything. And I'm like, will you put the subtitles on? (laughs) That's so interesting because she's the exact same way. I don't get it. I don't know why. People are like, oh, that's annoying on the bottom. Like, how do you even, how can you watch it with that thing on the bottom of the TV? And I'm like, well, most of the time I'm like reading along. Like it's. I just got used to it. Yeah, you you do. But I mean, I watched Hocus Pocus. I watch it every year, but I watched it with the subtitles on this year. And Winifred, her vocabulary is incredible. Like, I don't feel like people even really hear what she says, obviously, because her voice um, and her screaming. But. It, I watched it with the subtitles on, and I love that movie even more. I need to do that Because I missed now. out on so much of her quotes and, like, the sisters. I don't know. But I you would can definitely recommend. You can hear it, but you really don't. Like, when you watch a movie, if it's, like, really pretty, are you really paying attention to the conversation? Or are you kind of looking around the background, the scenery, costumes, you know? And I feel like you don't realize how much you miss in a movie. And That's interesting. Yeah. That's a really interesting perspective. Because I just always made fun of Sarah. I'm like, what, are you going deaf? No, I just, I don't know. Like, I watch The Office all the time. I've seen each episode like 10 times. But ever since watching the subtitles, I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't even know you said that. I can understand that. The writing in, in that, I guess it's if it's good writing, it's, it just yeah, makes the writing stand out more. It's all about the writing and, like, what people say under their breath that you do are like, oh, my gosh, that was hilarious. You should watch it and then watch Winston after you watch it with the <laughs> subtitles because you're going to love him even more. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm interested in that because I'm interested in writing. And I've been trying to write things re- for the first time recently. I told you I started doing the stand-up thing. Uh-huh. And I started writing short stories. What are your short stories? Are they typically, like, funny? Is your stuff more? Not at all. Cl- no? No, it's the exact opposite. Oh, that's, okay. That's so interesting. I like to read fantasy novels when I was younger and then that progressed into sci-fi and then epic fantasy as an adult. So like Game of Thrones, I read oh, all those okay. books or mm-hmm. all of them that existed. And then there's this other series that's called A Wheel of Time. It's this crazy story. If I stacked all the books up, they'd be like a thousand pages long. Oh my gosh. So when I first started writing the short story, it became very obvious after I got started that it was way too big of an idea. Yeah. And I need to whittle it down into something <laughs> way smaller. So Sarah and I were watching this show called Alone. Are you familiar with that show? Mm-mm, I don't think so. Basically, it's just about, it's like almost a reality TV show where these n- naturalists or survivalists, they'll go out in the woods. They get 10 th- things that they can take with them and they just try to survive out there mm-hmm. for as long as they can. Is it like a bunch of them go out there? I feel like maybe I have seen it. Well, they, they go, a bunch of people go out, but they're all by in, themselves. Yeah, but in different areas mm-hmm. of like the same. And they stay out there as long as they can. So right now I'm writing a book or I'm writing a short story about a person who's by themselves in the woods. And they're basically, he's he's dying. Are they, is it an accident? Did his plane crash? How'd he get on the island? He's, uh, he's a member of a tribe of humans from like thousands of years ago, probably. And he did something that was kind of taboo in his group, and they kicked him out. 
So now he's by himself with very little resources. Resources, and he's dying. And he's pretty much just going to die. That's what is that how it's going to? That's end? what ancient humans did when they were kicked out of their groups. They just they either found a new group or they died. Jeez. So that's what the story is about. So are, is he going to die? You think? Or I think is he going to so. find another tribe? I think so. I don't haven't decided yet. Mm. See, that's kind of fun too. Yes, yeah, or you can write them both ways and be like, which one's better? You mean you mind your own? Yeah. Uh, but the, that whole process is really interesting, and I imagine it's kind of similar to like putting together a bouquet of flowers. Like you don't want too much, you don't want too little. Mm-hmm. Everything has to have its place. Everything has to have a purpose. Yeah, exactly. And so yep. that's what I'm trying to figure out now is I'm trying to figure out how to write a story where I don't talk too much. I talk too much. I'm trying to figure out how to con- condense that down into the essence of kind what of it needs to be. Yeah. Well, just because you're so excited about it. You know, I feel like, how long have you been doing it? Like a year. I'm like a year. I feel like eventually you're going to be like, okay, I'm being too extra or I'm being too much. Or you'll get the hang of like what's necessary because your time, mm-hmm. for one, you're like, oh. I don't need to do all this. but And in the meantime, I think it's like a lot of work. Like I think I'm going to have to write something from beginning to end and then go back and look at it and be like, oh, this needs to come out and just process mm-hmm. over and over and over again. See, I feel like I could never write like a fictional book. I feel like, I mean, like you said, you have to think of every aspect and then how do you present it? How do you keep your reader hooked and stuff? So I feel like if I were to write a book, it'd probably be about advice or like my life or something because i feel like that's as far as i could go <laughs> that would probably be super interesting you just people write books like that all the time girl you got the instagram platform yeah i feel like i got a couple good stories i could write about yeah for sure mm-hmm. isn't it interesting how when we got instagram it was like look at this cool thing i can post a picture a day on it and now like teenagers are making millions of dollars on it do you know what my first instagram picture is no, i have no idea i just scrolled down one day like a couple months ago it's a picture of a scoop of peanut butter. <clears throat> I like right above the GIF jar, and I think I like captioned it, "I love peanut butter." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know when I got it Instagram, but I feel like pretty shortly after it came out, and it was—it's not what it is today, and not at all. It never occurred to me to think of it in that way. Yeah, I feel like it was innocent. Yeah, like, well, everything is always innocent in the beginning, but I feel like it was innocent. Now it's kind of like. <laughs> it's totally natural to kids today. I worked at yeah. this, a summer camp mm-hmm. for like second through sixth graders. And I was just like a counselor. It was a job that I had over the summer when I was teaching. And there was all these kids and they were talking about musically. And there was this one kid and he he was a cool kid. He was one of the older kids. And uh, he was talking about musically constantly. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm watching, I'm making videos on musically and I'm just you know, trying to figure <laughs> out how to get my videos Beauty. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Get, get out of my face. I don't care about your social media. Musically, I don't know what musically is. Just like, go away. And musically oh became gosh. TikTok. And oh, there are kids okay. making millions of dollars on TikTok right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, they're so funny. You could easily, I don't have TikTok just because I know my personality and I don't know, I'll probably watch three hours of video. So I don't even put it on my phone. But like sometimes when you're on Facebook and you click on it and then you'll have like suggested like 30 minutes and I'll be watching like young it's always younger like a younger crowd I'm like I just spent 30 minutes watching an 18 year old do this it's addicting and it's definitely the younger like what is their kids gonna look like you know what I mean like what I'm not gonna say how can it get any worse but like what are they gonna do <laughs> uh, I mean it's just crazy how different our generations are 
But TikTok's totally addicting. It's like designed to be. You know how when you uh, press the back button, yeah, it just goes to the next one. You have to press the back button twice to get out. Someone told me that they were on there, and they were on there for so long that TikTok was like, "Hey, take a break," or <laughs> "Hey, go to the bathroom." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, how long do you have to be on there for TikTok?" Yeah, go eat something. <laughs> that's crazy. I was like, "See that? Yeah, that's nuts." So I don't even put it on my phone because I'm like, I don't have any games on my phone. Really? Well, well, yeah. Well, I said I don't, I don't really like to look at like screens for a long time, mm-hmm. but I don't want to play Jewel on my phone for like two hours and not even know I'm doing it. Gosh, so. that's smart. I played this. I had this game on my phone called Archer Row, uh-huh. and you're just a little fella, and you just walk around <laughs> and you shoot little arrows, <laughs> and then you get upgrades. You can shoot more arrows. Oh my then god! You can make you get them a bounce. Bow. <laughs> they can bounce off the walls. And then it, oh, at, wow. at some point, there just becomes so much going on on the screen. You're like, this is amazing, and you're getting points. It's just like those, like Bejeweled, where like you'll oh, tap one thing and then yes. all of a sudden just like all this chain reaction will go off. That was like my favorite game for a long time is Jewels. And I had it on my phone and I would just click, oh, shiny, sparkly. But yeah, Jewels was my favorite. And then do you remember Snake? Like back mm-hmm. in the day day, mm-hmm. like bouncing it off the wall. On your TI-83 calculator? <laughs> Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And they, it's, I think it's crazy how they design it. I mean, that gets us back to like. The social dilemma, but they design it to to be addicting. Yeah. And it works like, who are you people? And how do you know so much about me? <laughs> That's why I try not. If I know I'm going to be addicted to something, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to watch it. Like, I'm not going to start a new series right now or I'm not going to get games on my phone because I know who I am. <laughs> so you're in nursing school now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. where are you doing that through? Uh, Galen. Oh, you're doing it through Galen? Mm-hmm. See, my sister got her bachelor's degree to become her RN, but she didn't do it through Galen, but she she became an LPN through Galen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where she went, so I was just wondering uh, if yeah, you went to the same place as her. No, just Galen um, for the LPN program, and then I graduated like a year ago. Mm-hmm. I'm not working with my LPN yet, just because my boss works so well with my school schedule with flowers, and the RN program online is not fun, so I don't want to start a new job and hate school, and then end up <laughs> yeah. hating nursing by the time I graduate, you know? So, yeah. My wife really enjoys nursing. And she reminds me of you in that way where she's very empathetic. And she she's a naturally a supporter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, she always turns into being, whenever we do a podcast together, it always turns into her interviewing me. Yeah. Because she just, <laughs> she just she's really good at like giving other people the ball. I'm terrible at that. I always want to talk too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't have the patience to like deal with old grumpy people who don't feel good. Yeah. Well, I think the one thing you have to have as a nurse, I'm sure, you know, we like love to listen. Like, I mean, I love to just listen to people and I feel like in the nursing field, especially with elder people, you know, they don't have that much. And I feel like they, like the nursing people, like they just have that thing. It's like, tell me anything you want. I remember being in patient's room for like 20 minutes and having to be like, I'll be right there. But just because I didn't want to leave like this old man's side that's been in the hospital for like seven days. So you definitely have to have the, not that you don't listen or anything, but no, you have to 100% like don't. love to listen. You, you haven't know? picked that up in this conversation yet? <laughs> if I had a dollar, <laughs> if I could get paid for two things that my wife says to me all the time, the first one would be, what's, what is wrong with you? And the second <laughs> would be that I don't listen. 
Yeah, I feel like you have you just have to like to listen, you mm-hmm. know. And it's I feel like you either have it or you don't have it. You will listen, you but I you're just like, it? oh my god. I don't really know if it can be learned. <laughs> it's something that you want to do, so it could change, I guess, eventually. But you definitely have to want to do it, or it just doesn't come naturally. Like some people you'll be talking to, and you can already see them developing what their response is. I'm sure it's that. happened to you like 90 times in this conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's true. My teacher once, um, we were doing presentations, and Say you had a presentation, I had one, and we had to get up in front of the class. Most likely, when I'm doing mine, you're thinking about how you're going to do your still. Um, so my teacher made us get in a circle, and it was a small circle, and we had to like look the person in the eye like the entire time they gave the speech. And it was kind of interesting because you know I didn't think about my presentation, and no one thought about theirs. So you just have to like lock in. Uh-huh. But it was kind of interesting because everyone does that. They're like, mess up. I'm not going to listen to you, but I'm going to figure out my next move and and it's hard to pay attention sometimes it's easy to get distracted Oh, absolutely especially by your own thoughts you're talking Mm -hmm. about mental health stuff earlier what kind of things do you do to try to keep yourself on a positive keel you promise not to make fun of me (laughs) do i have do i have to (laughs) well you're probably gonna think it's interesting but so this is kind of weird it's something i do like all the time um, maybe like once or twice a week, I'll turn off the radio and my drive to work is like 20, 25 minutes. I'll turn off the radio and I'll like have my own podcast. Like I'll be, so if I'm like feeling kind of weird about something, like a situation in my life, I'll be like, all right, let's like talk about this. What What's pissing you off about this? What's making you happy? And I'll have a podcast like all the way to work. And then for the whole week, I'll kind of be, good. it's kind of like, yeah, I address my own problems. So that way, when I come into life, I'm like. That's cool. That's like an interesting meditation. It is. It sounds a lot like prayer when I think about it like Ooh, that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just like, you know, something's wrong with you, but you like the more, the worse it gets, the more you kind of avoid it. And I was that person like, especially in high school and later on in my life, if I had a problem, I would ignore it. And then I get so sad, I would like end up exploding or something. And it's not fun. So now I'm kind of like, oh, I'm just going to. Talk it out, figure it out, and figure out why I'm so mad, you know, or upset or happy sometimes. It's all an all not negative podcast. Yeah. But like a couple years or no, maybe a year ago, something like really weird in my life happened. And I just like every other day in the car, I'd be like, how do we feel about it today? And it was crazy. Like my response changed. And it was like I was talking to myself out loud, kind of like a journal, but just out loud. You don't have it embarrassing under your pillow. Do you? feel uncomfortable talking about that thing oh no i guess we don't get to talk about it is it super personal i don't want to get no, super, i mean okay. it's not like super i'm well, just i'm just interested to hear no, about i'll it. just tell you um so i was engaged um and we planned our wedding in the bahamas and we were going to have like a ceremony out there and um we ended up going to the courthouse or whatever and got married here and then like two days before we were leaving and we were already married but leaving to go to like the actual ceremony I found out that he was already cheated. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was nuts. So like um two days before the Bahamas, like my entire world, I was like, what the heck is happening? And just my family, we got through it and we ended up going to the Bahamas. Um, he didn't go obviously. But his entire family still went. So it was like really, really, really weird. Um and then I came home and he was already moved out. And it was so it was kind of 
like our friend that we were talking about it was like that situation yeah yeah that's, so that's such... why i love that person a lot. yeah <laughs> you just relate yeah, yeah. man those mm-hmm. those life changing things that happen it's crazy like it's all like you watch a movie and you're like oh my god that'll never happen to me you know and then some it happens to you and you're like what in the world like is this my life like covid is this really happening but yeah it throws you into a shock but I believe things happen for a reason. Yeah, it sucked, and it was horrible, and it's still kind of sad, but, I mean, I think it happened for a reason, and... Yeah, I'm sure something positive will come out of the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. because you have a positive outlook, so no matter what, you're going to see it as being good. See? Yeah. Well, because when something's, like, horrible, you're like, oh, this sucks. Oh, this is horrible. And if you say that every day, it's going to be horrible every day. But if you're like, shit, I got to get up. Put my pants on today, and then you're like, wow. and then you do it. Do you ever meditate or like traditionally meditate? And have you ever done anything like that? Are you into that at all? You said you're not a hippie, so maybe you haven't. No, I guess not really. I think I just talk to myself a lot. Well, like my little podcast, <laughs> um, and I got that from my mom. Like I remember being younger, um, we had like two stories, no, three stories, but the. Um, whatever it's called, drain or vent in the bathroom, you could go straight to the uh, laundry room and I would put my ear to it and it would be her talking to herself as she's doing laundry. (laughs) And she would do it like every night. And it's so funny because she would go down there and talk about it. And she's like, all right, girls, let's, we have to have a family meeting. And like, mama already heard this. Like (laughs) you talking to yourself downstairs. Like she was so rational. Like when we would get in trouble, if we did something wrong, she'd like go up to your room and then she would go in the laundry room calm down and then calls into the living room to talk about it that's awesome it's not so that's like i guess that's our meditation the smith's girls meditation way but i've never like sat down and like or i've never even done yoga because i just i don't think i have the patience like my mind like yours it's always like so i talk instead yeah. of be quiet well that makes so it sense. may not be meditating <laughs> well you're well you are because you're like you're focusing your thoughts mm-hmm. onto something that that you've chosen yeah mm-hmm so, like, with, with meditation, that's the point is you, you focus on your breathing and you don't let yourself get distracted from your breathing. Yeah, that's and true. And every time you do, you bring your attention back to your breathing. And the point yeah. is to force yourself to stay focused on this boring thing. Mm-hmm. Because as you practice staying focused on things that you're really not interested in, you'll get better at that. And also, you'll get better at, what, at what's happening to me at least because I've meditated like four times in my life (laughs) is I've gotten a little bit better at noticing when I'm distracted and being able to say, shit, it's happening again. It's happening. And focus it back (laughs) in on what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And that's benefited me. Uh, But I just don't do it enough. (laughs) I need to do it more often. Well, I feel like, like I said earlier, we just live in such a fast paced world. There's always something that you could be doing nowadays. And it's just like, you feel guilty if you sit on the couch and meditate or if you're not doing something. But then we can watch Netflix for hours and hours. But I feel like when you're doing something healthy for yourself, it's a burden. And that's kind of crazy to think about like, oh, you can watch TV, but it's, you can't do like push-ups or setups instead of watching TV for 15 minutes. It doesn't but, make you feel quite as good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. It does later. This is pain. <laughs> yeah, but it takes time. So <laughs> I kind of think of this that way. The, the 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 chance to sit down and talk to people people that I think that are interesting yeah people whom 
I've never met whom I don't know mm -hmm. and who I'd like to know better. Or a lot of times it's people that I've I've known for such a long time but never really had the chance to sit down and talk to. Yeah. I had a conversation with my friend Ben Edwards, and I've been friends with Ben since we were 13 maybe, but we always hung out in groups, and we almost never hung out as individuals outside of the group. And then he came over, and we talked for like three hours the other day, and it was awesome. <gasps> Good. And so having those things that you do in your life that make you stay focused, mm -hmm. And I appreciate them more now than ever because of, like you said, it's so hard because everything around us happens so fast and changes so fast. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like with your friend, like life went by so fast or you didn't find the prime moment, but y'all could have had those conversations like every time you've seen each other, you know? But when you, that's why I said I was excited to come hang out with you because you talk to the same people every day and it's like, I'm not all of a sudden to be like, oh, tell me deepest, darkest secret or something. So it's nice to have a different perspective and someone that doesn't know everything about you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's also fun to kind of talk about yourself too. <laughs> yeah, yeah pe people, people do enjoy talking yeah. about themselves, and for me, I like to give people the chance to tell their story. Yeah, and and to capture it. That's I don't know. I think about the, these will exist. This conversation that we had right now will exist in thirty years, and you'll be able to listen to it if you want to. And I'll be able to listen to myself and say. Man, I did. What I'm such an idiot. Why would I ask that question, or why would I do that thing? <laughs> well, but, especially because you have to go back and. You, well, over time, you listen to it and listen to it. I feel like you're kind of like, okay, let's not say that. That was awkward. Or maybe you think I would get better, that. but I probably don't. <laughs> no, but but more than that, it's like I get to relive that experience that I had with this person, mm -hmm. and it's unique and it's captured forever, and I get to share it with people. So it's really cool. Yeah. And it's just different. Like, who do you know that goes over someone's house and just, like, talks? Like, no phones, no TV. They just chat it out. You know what I mean? I put a lot of work into it, it also. The, I, the experience. It looks really awesome I here. appreciate you. You got the curtains and, I mean. It makes the sound you nicer. You can tell you love it because, I mean, it looks great. I am excited for the three, um, the three boys you got coming over here. I like all those boys. Yeah. <laughs> We I did one with Nick and Tim Higdon and Zach Hart. Oh, all three of them together? Okay. I've heard Tim's. You probably don't even need to have anything prepared. You're just like, all right, guys, let's go. For those, I don't. For yeah. like the group ones, uh -huh. I just bring the people in. It's easier when you got a bunch of people to like Being keep in the bad ball off in of the each air. other. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I gotcha. Well, I am excited for that one. That'll be fun. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for this one, and I'm really grateful yeah. that you came over and you decided that you wanted to do this. This was super fun. It. This is a great experience. Like I'll probably tell people from now on, like, hey, I, had, I was on a podcast. You should, and you it should was, share with everybody that you know. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone, if you have the opportunity, you should do it because it's just fun to talk to someone that you we usually wouldn't have talked to. You know what I mean? And yeah. now, like, I feel like I could be down here for another like five hours. Probably. It's easy. It's so easy. It's yeah. easy. It's fun. So do you want to like, do you do things with like your beautiful Instagram page? Do you want to share anything with anybody while you have the three or four people who are listening to this podcast right now? <laughs> Thank you three for listening. Um, not, I mean, I don't know. I, I just want people like times are hard, especially with COVID. And I feel like you can kind of trick yourself and you can kind of get down in the dumps and then you're like, oh my gosh, am I depressed? And really it's kind of in your own thoughts, but. I don't know. I feel like 
I want my page to just have people get more ideas that they can do for themselves, like flowers. Like you said, if you're not comfortable with it, you're like, oh, I can't design flowers. But like if you try, like maybe I challenge the listeners, our three listeners, to go buy a bouquet from like Walgreens or Kroger and make you a little arrangement. Mm. So yeah, and then let me see it on my Instagram. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just want people, hopefully they enjoy it and find something that they're not comfortable with and just try it out. Like flowers, like I want you to design a bouquet. Me? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I'll try. Okay. You I'll can even go I'll out in your yard it. and grab pompous grass or uh, weeds uh, and keep okay. Absolutely. I'd like to see it. I challenge you. I'll do my best. I'll yeah. see. I'll try. Okay. <laughs> and everybody else, if you guys are listening, mm-hmm. make a bouquet. Post yes. it on the Instagram page. Post it on the Facebook page. Yes, I uh, want to see them. We mm-hmm. all want to see them. Mm-hmm. You're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. For coming and doing yeah. this and having this conversation with me. <gasps> we should do it again. We should get more people. I would say I have a couple girlfriends I can bring in here. Yeah, the three three ladies I could get in here. No, you would probably. Yeah, I could could I just leave? Could I just stop? Could I just sit here and and not do anything at all? Yeah, beautiful. (laughs) You'd probably have to tell us to be quiet or calm it down a little bit. I would never do that. I would never do that. Yeah, I would love to do like a two point oh or something. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. See y'all. I'll see you later. (laughs) Bye. All right, guys, there it is. That's the podcast. I, I really feel like the conversations are becoming more fluid. They're becoming more conversational, less like a crabby interview. I'm starting to feel more comfortable just talking about whatever comes to mind instead of trying to take control over what we're talking about, which I think is a good exercise for me in general. It means I have to be a better listener, which I'm not very good at naturally. Just ask my wife. And I hope I keep getting better at that. And the show hopefully will get better with me. So once again, guys, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, rate the show, leave us a review, subscribe. Anywhere you're listening, whatever platform, please subscribe, share the show, check out the website. And last but not least, head over to patreon.com forward slash Mitch Makes Podcasts and become a patron of the show. We're going to have those videos up really, really soon. I've almost figured everything out. I had to upgrade my PC but it's ready to go. So I'm excited to make that jump, that leap into the video aspect of podcasting. And I'm excited to take you guys with me. So appreciate all of you subscribers. I appreciate all of you people out there in the Patreon world who are patrons and all of you listeners. I love you all. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you have a great week. Take care of yourselves. Don't let COVID get you down. I love you all. Bye.